Hey, it's Jordan. We'll open up the Chill Factory in about 20 seconds. Wouldn't it be great to start the year with simple, fast, and effective stress and anxiety reducers that you can use for the rest of the year and forever? Well, this is exactly what the self-paced Quick Calm Video Workshop will give you. And at the end of this episode, I'll give you a special discount code so that you and 99 other listeners can get Quick Calm for less. I have my notes, my camera, my Google Maps, my, uh, my meditation app email that's like seven things and then i you know i can either delete or put far far away in a, in a distant folder instagram and chipotle or whatever your the, the app that you don't use a lot or you don't need around and that makes things feel lighter and fresher hi and welcome to the chill factory i'm jordan friedman i was recently forwarded an article in fast company magazine titled This digital trick will bring calm and productivity to your work and life. There are a couple of words in there that really caught my attention, namely calm and productivity. So I read on, and the article's author, Robin Koppel, uses a term that really hit home. He referred to one's screen looking like a crime scene. That is exactly what I look at every day on my laptop. I have so many documents and photos and music files, I can't even see the chill photo that I have as my screensaver. It's so bad that when I'm doing a webinar or a presentation and I go to share my screen, I'm embarrassed. I try to do it as quickly as possible so no one will see the chaos that is my laptop. The article provided lots of insights and strategies for how to deal with such a mess. And when I finished it, I thought, I've got to invite Robin Koppel to the Chill Factory. Robin Koppel is based in Los Angeles, where he's a freelance writer, editor, and production assistant. His work includes films and projects seen on Netflix, Hulu, and at the Sundance and Tribeca Film Festivals. In addition to Fast Company, his writing has appeared in The Startup, Dancing Astronaut, and Rescue Time, a productivity blog. And early in his career, Robin was an intern at Conan, the Conan O'Brien show on TBS. Robin Koppel, thanks for coming by The Chill Factory. Thank you so much for having me. One of the topics you're interested in is digital minimalism. And when I read that term, it felt luxurious and calming to me. But it also felt like a contradiction because digital anything sometimes feels overwhelming and chaotic. What does digital minimalism mean to you? To me, I just take it as an extension of minimalism, which a lot of us know slightly more about, which is just being very um, intentional with the things you choose to surround yourself with in your life, cutting out clutter and it the net result of that seems to be a a lightning and a a, a fresh crisp feeling about how you walk through life digitally though because i feel like we all spend so much of our lives in the digital space at this point that our digital experiences imprint themselves onto how we live in the world i suppose so i always take it as that intentional mindset applied to your digital life which means apps you haven't used apps that if you really think about it, spend more time making your life worse and more sad than, than they do enriching it. And just being intentional about your process, how you walk through your digital experience, like your email, 
and the things you focus on with your phone, your computer, your iPad, whatever it is, just making sure it's the things that bring value and don't do the opposite. Apps that drag you down. We may have to do a separate show titled yes. Apps That Drag You Down. <laughs> right. When we're talking about digital minimalism and digital wellness, another topic that you write about, we're not talking about reducing screen time. We're talking about how to better use your screen time and digital tools. Right. Yes, because the whole like throw your phone in the ocean, delete social media, that doesn't really work. It can't work for the way our lives have necessarily or otherwise been built around these things at this point and how they there's there's a whole generation of people including myself that if you took away their google maps they can't get <laughs> to the grocery store or whatever you know or anywhere you know if they have to go to a business meeting or whatever um and then even some some professions and walks of life requires a social media presence to be you know successful or whatever you know brands and all these things so we can't throw away the phones and they have so much value to how we work, you know, as a filmmaker and as a, a writer, I need my computer, I need my uh, video editing software, I need my, you know, people use storyboard visual visualization um, applications. There's all these things that just make life better. There's a way to use your um, technology in a way that will make you literally a super human, give you superpowers of productivity, of um, output, of connection with the world you can connect with your friend from high school that you haven't spoken to in 10 years all these things but there's another side that could turn you into a zombie as we've seen in all of our lives so it's really you just have to kind of just be conscious of that balance at all times and just focus on making sure that you maintain the correct balance with how you use and apply these things and based on experts you've talked with and articles you've written, including the one in Fast Company, which led me to you. Why should we clean up our digital acts? When I first started trying to just do the basic stuff, cut the 30,000 unread emails down to 10,000 and then hopefully to zero, and then, you know, putting desktop folders in my documents folder and having a structure for them and backing up my photos, all these things that just make things feel cleaner. It really, oh, and deleting Instagram, of course, you know, the, the, the starter stuff. It just made me feel lighter and fresher. And when I would open my phone, I wouldn't see all these red blinking, flashing um, lights of my friends having fun without me and all, you know, and you know, all these things you have to do. And, oh, you're, you're this many years old and you haven't done blah, blah, blah. It's just like, all I see is like my, my notes app where I write things that I come to my mind and my clock app that reminds me that I have to be somewhere just like the utilitarianness of it because I, I started to notice I'm sure we all do that I would pull out my phone and not know why I pulled it out and then I would just bumble around inside it and then not really know what to do and put it away and then two minutes later I would do that again <laughs> and it's just like I was just feeling lost in you know in the world but since just trying to just think about every time I open it, why I'm opening it, and then when I open it, only using things that are useful and helpful, I just feel better as I try to do anything, really, but especially being productive. I love opening my computer nowadays, and my desktop is blank. I, I hit a, a three-button keyboard shortcut to open my word processor, and I start writing. 
that's it. I don't get pulled aside or distracted or thrown off course by something that pops up or a folder that's out of place or a file I left on there, my tax returns from 2019 or whatever, that are just on my desktop for some reason, whatever, you know, it just feels better. So I, I proselytize that others should try this, I guess is my idea. Indeed. One of the tips you give and one of the first things you recommend people do is delete with abandon. What are the other musts or essential things we should do digitally to help us be more productive and less stressed when we're working? I'm looking at my desktop right now, actually, after a a week where I haven't been able to um, manage it very well. And I, I see copies of documents. I see little notes where I had to jot someone's phone number down. I've since saved the phone number in a safe place. I don't need this piece of paper, this digital piece of paper anymore. So yeah, delete with abandon is my first step. But then the thing that really has helped me maintain this kind of stuff, because we can all press select all and delete and nothing will change in the way we accumulate piles of garbage. But if you make a system and stick to it, so I I have folders for all these things like notes, um, contacts, documents, videos, you know, whatever you encounter in your life a lot of the time. And I just have to, at first, just really brute force the, the muscle to put things in folders when you are done with them. At first, you know, you'll just be kind of like taking one thing out of the pile of 100 and putting it away. You're like, what am I doing? But as time goes on and as you stick to it, the, the amount that you have organized will far outweigh the amount you have unorganized. And you can just just chip away at the the mess you've created, <laughs> or at least in my experience, I don't mean to speak for everybody. I was, I had a mess. I had a multi-month, multi-year mess that I had to, you know, break down basically. But I was very um, happy to find that after a little bit of work and some stick to itiveness, I was able to. So make a system, stick to it. And then the last thing I would say is focus on the important stuff. And that brings us back to the intentionality I was speaking about earlier. I see people with their home screens on their phone and they have every single app, every single space on the home screen filled and they have these folders where you have 15 apps and you keep scrolling. I used to be like that, but on the computer and on the phone and iPad, whatever you're using Kindle, I find it a lot better just to have really just what I need. I have my notes, my camera, my Google Maps, my uh, my meditation app, email, that's like seven things. And then I, you know, I can either delete or put far, far away in a a distant folder, Instagram and Chipotle or whatever your, the the app that you don't use a lot or you don't need around. And that makes things feel lighter and fresher. Focus on the important stuff and everything else should hopefully ideally fade away into the uselessness that we know it is. Let's go back to the F word for a minute, folders. Bill Clinton back in the 90s had an expression, it's the economy, stupid. And when I was reading your recommendations about folders, that phrase came to mind, except it would be, it's folders, stupid. (laughs) And it's true that when we are throwing things out or we want to throw things out on our desktop, it can be really scary because you're not sure if you have a copy of something or you're not sure you're going to need that document a year from now. So putting things in folders can be really helpful. And I heard once that the computer also likes when things are in folders because it operates more efficiently 
when things are organized in groups, in folders. It makes perfect sense that when things are placed in certain ways and they aren't just like scattered to the wind, it just makes it easier for you and the computer to just understand where they are, reference them faster. That's a, that's a really interesting thing that I didn't really know, realize, but you and the computer kind of have the same uh, priorities and um, uh, the same things help you. If, if something's organized, the computer can clock to them faster and you can access them faster. This piece I wrote on digital wellness, uh, I was almost self-conscious for the amount of time I spent on folders specifically. <laughs> like I was like, oh, I should have more tips about, I don't know, other things, you know, but like I really feel like folders are the start and end of every meaningful progress that I made in my productivity journey. Because really when you're interfacing with these devices, especially like a, a desktop or a laptop, the workflow is the same. You you work with a, an app or um, a file or something, you start it, you give it a name, and when you're done with it, you put it away somewhere to access later, hopefully. Writing 2021, 2019, whatever I need, like the draft from that from three weeks ago, resumes, whatever. You, it's just a few clicks away and you just, you know it's all from this one, what do you call it, the tree, the spidering out um, branches of this, this structure that you just, you, you have a handle on it, you know, which a lot of people, myself included, haven't always had that handle. That is a very important concept in stress management, feeling that you have a handle on something, feeling that you're in control. And that's what folders help many of us feel. There's two things on that. First of all, when you, you make a folder, you put something in it, then inside the folder, you can make another folder. <laughs> and it's really great. Like, you know, it, it just keeps the, the, I wrote in the piece, deep file structures or deep folder structures are your friend because you can just drill down into nothing, you know, until like every every document has its own folder if you want, if you want to get really gamey and nerdy with it. The other thing is there's just this feeling I used to have, and maybe we all did, when I, like, I don't know, when I was in middle school or I like, got my first computer, I didn't really know what I was doing. I was putting things places, and the, the default places that computers prompt you to save things to, sometimes you don't know where that is or where it went. And just the idea of, something you don't know where something is you couldn't access it if you needed to that's the terror and that's what you're trying to offset by knowing that it's it's in this one area your folder area the documents folder as, as i have it online you also mentioned in one of your articles that you can change the color of your folders so that you'll be better able to find information you'll be more organized i think most people know that you can have different folder colors but there are some people who don't know that or they don't know how to change the color of their folders. So this is to say that it might be worth the time to go on the web and search for 25 tips to be more organized on your desktop. And you may pick up a few things that could have a huge impact and you'll remember them easily because they were so helpful. We can all go on the journey to do our own research and find right-click on the folder to change the folder color, all these things that once you are committed to the journey yourself, everything will unfold in front of you. You'll just find it as you, as you just devote effort to it. So it's like it can start with the tips or it can start with the, the choice to, or the decision to make a change in this moment. So you right-click on a folder to change its color? At least on a Mac, yes. I, I see I'm looking at a folder, right-click, and then you get a bunch of 
fun little colors, purple and pink, all these options. Yeah. Okay. So I talk like I know a lot of these tips and maybe I forgot that one, but I did not know that's how you change a folder color. So thank you for that additional tip, Robin. Of course. Yeah. Last question for now. What are the markers of success? How do you know that your efforts to become more digitally minimal, digitally well, are working? The way you kind of flow through your devices starts to feel more simple and kind of routine. And you'll do the same things as you start and end. You'll start a new document or you'll access an old one. You'll work on it. You'll save it. You'll put it away. And just the the net result of that is this, this, this beautiful moment every morning, at least for me, where you open your computer and your desktop is blank and you open your folders and they're like clean, almost like boringly clean. Like there's nothing like on fire in your, in your, uh, world at the moment. It's just like, yeah, it's where I left it yesterday. And yes, it's nice to start the day in a calm way. I sometimes use the metaphor that no one jumps on I-95 or the five at full speed. You go up an on-ramp at a slower speed, and then you integrate yourself into the flow of traffic and you increase your speed. And we should do the same things with our days. We should start them in an easier way, and we should end them with 30 minutes or 60 minutes of non-stressful activity so that we can fall asleep easier. It's absolutely true. And I have a friend who their desktop or their wallpaper on their phone is uh, just the word stop scrolling in the morning. Because every morning, we all, and I haven't broken this habit in my own life. My phone is still my alarm clock. I'm doing everything wrong. But you wake up and you, you pull a thing out and you got four notifications from overnight. One of them's a frantic email from someone. And everything just feels like you just, you just get hot immediately in your brain, you know. And it's just about trying to not have that happen anymore by any means necessary. Because the intentionality that I speak about with these things, the first thing you can do is stop scrolling in the morning. As we all know, our brains are not designed to handle this much input at any time, let alone as we're waking up from dreams and realizing what day it is and stuff like that. We, you need to warm up nice and slow to being able to take on all this bandwidth and stress in the morning. Robin, I feel so motivated to start cleaning up my desktop, and I'm sure that many listening feel the same way. So thank you for coming by The Chill Factory. Thank you so much for having me. This is a, um, an absolute joy. Love everything you guys are doing. Um, thank you so much. Talk soon. You can learn more about Robin and read more of his work at robinkoppel.com. That's C-O-P-P-L-E. Are you breathing efficiently? Are you breathing in a less stressed way? You may be thinking, I'm 20 or 30 or 45 or 58 or 72. How could I not be breathing efficiently? Well, you'd be surprised. So let's do an exercise called Breathe Easier to both see if your breathing is as efficient and stress-reducing as possible and because it's a chill exercise in and of itself. So take your hands, palms down, and place them just below your belly button. So they'll be over your lower stomach and upper abdomen. Your thumbs might be just covering your belly button. Close your eyes if you'd like, and just breathe normally. <sighs> 
Focus your attention on your hands and think about what's happening to your hands as you inhale and exhale. Are your hands rising slightly or moving out as you inhale and falling or descending just a bit as you exhale? Or is the opposite happening? Are your hands falling or moving inward slightly as you inhale and rising or moving outward just a bit as you exhale? Hopefully the answer is the first choice. Your hands should be rising slightly or moving outward as you inhale and falling or descending slightly as you exhale. One reason this is a less stressful way to breathe is because it allows us to take in more air and do that in a less stressed, easier pace. If you are breathing efficiently, fantastic. Keep it up. And again, you can use this exercise as a really quick relaxation technique. If you weren't breathing in an efficient way, it's not too late to start. Use this breathe easier technique to train yourself to breathe easier. Okay, here's the special discount code I promised you for the self-paced quick calm video workshop, which will teach you 10 data-driven stress and anxiety reduction techniques, including quick calm, which is the most popular technique I teach. Just go to quickcalm.net to learn more about the workshop and use the discount code FOLDERS. This offer will expire at midnight on January 31st, 2022. It's quitting time for this episode of The Chill Factory. I'm Jordan Friedman. Thanks so much for listening. There's more information and resources at thechillfactory.net. And you can also leave us a question or voicemail there. Just look for the blue tab on the right side of any site page. And if there's something you've heard here on The Chill Factory that you think will help someone in your life, We'd love it if you shared an episode or the podcast with them. And subscribe or follow The Chill Factory so you'll know when new episodes are available. And as Truman Capote said, failure is the condiment that gives success its flavor.